Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Power Rangers! <laughs> Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 41 of the Jetman with a Golden Gun, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Chojin Sentai Jetman. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? <laughs> Not bad, man. You know, every once in a while I just try to hold that silence. Just to like, see. Like, just long enough to see if it's going to bother you or if you're going to cut me off. I think, you know, that's a good experiment. Just to see how <laughs> long you can hold it uh, before it gets before it gets just real. Real, real weird. Uh, so, just, listeners, be waiting for that. Because one of these days <laughs> I'm going to push it way too long. Uh, but Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. It's uh, it's hot. It is very hot. It is. It's hot, which is lame. We went to the art museum earlier today to just to cool off, which is nice. But I love the art museum, so it's uh, surviving, surviving, yeah. surviving and thriving. Uh, live, thrive, and survive. What's that? I mean, I don't even know. Sure, I think I saw that bumper sticker. Uh, listeners, you may note uh, that this is. Listen, we. For the last couple of weeks, we've been saying that this is rare. And it is rare, it, but it's becoming increasingly difficult to justify calling it rare. Yeah, over the considered over the course of the entirety of the run of the Super Sentai Brothers, it is rare. We've just had a lot of... Matt's been over a lot recently, because we've had a lot of guests, and we've been doing a lot of stuff, and it's summer vacation, so there's a lot more hanging out time on my end. Right. And this weekend, actually... Producer Mark uh, and his lovely wife and daughter are here visiting us, and so we are hanging out. Yes. Uh, Producer Mark is actually in the room as we record this. Which I think we maybe have done for the special episodes, We've done for the specials, but I think this is the first standard episode. We're just hanging out. Where Producer Mark has been here, so welcome, Producer Mark. So, okay, this is the part of the show where normally... I would remind you all that, of course, Shining in the Heavens, Naturally. there are five stars. It's our award-winning opening segment. Uh, but this week... Now, there are still five stars. They're, they're there. Uh, but I don't, know, I, I don't want you to tell me what they are this week, Dave. Okay. Let's keep the mystery alive. Hold up. There is one... There is one that okay. I do want to talk about super briefly, is that the Cleveland Cavaliers are in the last game of the NBA Finals. Yes, I think that game starts in like an hour. Yeah, it starts pretty soon. And it I... is starting right now. Apparently it is oh, starting, starting right now. right now. Okay. Uh, and we are doing this instead of that. And listen, I am not, I'm not like a sports guy. I'm delighted that other people are, but I love my city. And it would be really, just real, real exciting if we won. Right. I mean, it, it's exciting for anybody, but I feel like it's particularly exciting for us, uh, Dave. Listen, uh, the last time that Cleveland won any sort of major championship, uh, we were five years away from the moon landing. Uh, Daredevil was still wearing his red and yellow costume. Wow! Uh, and I think Jack Kirby was still drawing that original run on the X Men. Mark is is Cleveland the longest running streak? Mark is much more knowledgeable about these things. We are. Cleveland is the longest running streak of a city that like has teams. Because obviously, like, I don't think, like, Hoboken has a hockey team. Maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, But, like... I I think that it has been... Is it 150 or 160 consecutive seasons 
If you uh, can, because considering that there's like a number of seasons right. every year. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the Cleveland Cavaliers are in game game seven. So, it was three to one. We were down, and now we tied it up, and it's down to the seventh game. And I'm actually, I think I'm actually gonna go to a place and watch the, the basketball game, which I literally don't think I've ever done. But this is pretty. This is pretty rad. I want to go, sort of soak in this uh, this thing right. that's happening. And of course, by the time you, the listener, are hearing this, you will you, know. Yeah, you'll know what happened. But for so us, this is this right here. This is like Schrodinger's uh, finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're excited about it, just think back to how when you listen to this. Think back to how excited you were, and then in some small way you can share this moment with us. Right. Which is really, I think, what it's all about. So, uh, we, we're not doing five stars this week. Listen, guys, i got to be honest. Um, at least on my end, I literally haven't done anything this week. It's the first, it was the first week of summer vacation, and I did my level best. And I succeeded this year. I was actually very proud of myself. I did my level best <laughs> not to do a thing. I hung out. I played video games, which I already talked about. I'm just still playing them. Right. And I watched movies, and I made some dinner, and I drank some beers. It was a great week. I've got a bunch of stuff to do, so I'm going to do that next week. But for this week, I just I just don't... I literally don't have five Actually, stars. Actually, you know what? No, Dave. Let's do this. Because I'll tell you what. You know what we just did? We did two stars. We haven't planned for this. We can do three more. Let's knock it out real quick. Okay. Okay, so yesterday we were going to record this very podcast... I sat down to watch the episode on my laptop after having told it for the millionth time to not update to Windows 10. Do you want to know what happened five minutes into that episode, Dave? I feel like I've got a real solid guess. Sure, I mean, I did call you directly afterwards. Yes, it, you it did. started updating to Windows 10. Uh, so, in frustration, I left my apartment and have not been back since. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Windows 10 has made that apartment dead to you, right. at least for the time being. Uh, so, that is why we're doing it today and not yesterday. Uh, do you have. Something. Give me sure, something. man. Uh, so, I am actually thinking about a new podcast project. Okay. It's I've been thinking about a new podcast project. I don't know what to call it yet, but you're going to get a little sneak preview right now of what it might be someday if I actually do it. Who knows? So, the idea of the podcast is just... I think I'm thinking of just calling it Up Your Game. Okay. Because, of course, this year's slogan is 2016, keep on upping. Sure. So keep on upping in the free world. All right, keep on upping in the free world. Uh, man, Ziggy Stardust and the Uppers from Mars. I don't know. That fell apart on me. Anyways, <laughs> so the idea of this podcast would just be it would sort of be like a life pro tips mm-hmm. podcast. Okay, but my goal I think would be to find life pro tips that are improving your life in small ways. Okay, okay. so for example, for example, Matt. When you get out of the shower, okay, how do you, like, not to get into your real, real personal business, but how do you dry off when you get off of the, out of the shower? Uh, Dave, I go the towel route. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm a towel man. Right, so towel is good. Towel is good. Here's the problem. You think you're dry. You think that you're dry after that first towel, but you're not. You're, like, acceptably dry. But you could be, <laughs> you could be more comfortable I feel and like drier. I feel like acceptably dry is the name of a very bad product. And I don't know what that product is. <laughs> but listen, dude, uh, you, you are. You're, you're very workable. You're workably dry. And I went through a long period of my life where I was just like, that's it. This is as dry as one gets after the shower. 
But ter- like a towel only has so much like ready absorbency, okay? And there comes a point where you're just pushing moisture around your body. Like you're just, the towel is ceasing to dry. You're just you're just redistributing moisture over your freshly washed body. Okay. So listen, here's what you do. You it's a two towel system. A you two towel system. A two towel system plus a fan. You now, could, now, you know why you're writing the fan, Dave? Because you know what you really need to get the most out of the man's towel system? More power! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tool time reference for y'all. Uh, so, it's a two-towel system, and you need a fan. Alternately, you could use a blow dryer. But, if you do a blow dryer, that only leaves one hand free for toweling, and then, you you know, because you have to have the blow dryer. So, right. You get an, an initial towel, you go to your room, or wherever you've got your fan set up, where you have a second perfectly dry towel. All right. And then you're just standing in front of the fan, getting that beautiful breeze, and you're getting the last of the moisture with a combination of towel and fan. Listen, is your life going to end if you don't do it right? I really hope not, because otherwise, I am in some trouble. No, it won't. You'll be fine. But this is what I'm talking about, man. It's 2016. Up your drying game. You're acceptably dry. You're acceptably comfortable. And listen, man. Uh, if you're very happy with the way that your life is operating, uh, you know, who am I? But it is better. Like, it just <laughs> is. It's objectively better. So that's a little preview of what you might be able to expect from Up Your Game, the potential podcast that halfway exists in my head as of this moment. Matt. Fifth star of the week? Uh, fifth star of the week. Dude, we got options for fifth star. We could keep going. We could do the eighth star of the week. But... Whoa. Are you you throwing down that gauntlet? No, that is a a terrible gauntlet, Dave. The five star segment is the millstone around the neck of this podcast (laughs) as it is. We've just got to get through this. So, Uh, fifth star of the week, uh, man. The fifth star is actually a cheat. Listen, we could talk about... We could talk about the new Voltron show. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. We could talk about having played through Star Fox, you, me, and Mark today. Uh, we got all the way to Andros and he murdered us. Holy crap, that dude is so tough. But we haven't finished it. And we already talked about Star Fox not once but twice. We did already do that. That is true. So, so here is the fifth star of the week. Is that, should plans go ahead as we have discussed them? Uh, you don't have to worry about not getting a full-on five stars, although I guess you sort of have at this point. Wait, you've got them. Uh, because this week, we are planning on a bonus episode. That's right! Uh, where we are actually going to be going monster by monster, starting with Baron String, going until we run out of steam. Uh, and listen, I don't know how far that's going to go. That might get as far as Lipstick Songstress. That might get as far as... Who knows? Who knows? Sniper Cat. It's not going to go as far it's as Sniper not, Cat. I can tell you, guaranteed. I can, I can guarantee Sniper Cat. It. Anyway, Dave. So those are our five stars of the week. Congratulations. We've done it. One more time. Uh, but now, now, let's take a quick break. Because it's time to watch episode 41 of Chojin Sentai Jetman, Transformation Impossible, The Base is Destroyed. We'll be right back. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, we've already watched it. Uh, we did already watch it before this because we weren't planning on doing five stars. Uh, so let's just let's just pretend that I didn't say that uh, because 
I just say no, it. No, I really, I really want to keep you in there personally, just humming the little theme song. I want that. Listen, Dave, I've got a rhythm. I've got a system to this. Listen, man, uh, this is wild. This is crazy. This is a completely off the cuff five stars. Uh, Let's just ride this crazy train and see where it takes us. Okay, so Dave. Let's talk about this episode that we have already watched. You watched it yesterday. I watched it yesterday. That's a little look behind the curtain. It is a little bit. So here's the deal. Wait, wait, hold up. So let's take a second and recap because this is actually the second part of a two-parter. Yes. So So, as this episode is beginning, they do actually give us a quick recap on what we had seen last episode. So uh, the monster from last week is called Meteor Bem. Oh, and Dave, in in the last week... Mm-hmm. I have been told by your friend and mine, friend of the show, previous guest, Tom. Oh, right on. Uh, that BEM is an acronym for Bug-Eyed Monster. Oh, Which okay. is like an old, like, this is like alien an old trope alien thing. thing. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So there you go. So Meteor BEM uh, has arrived. He is made out of a meteor that is itself an anti-Burdonic jewel. Correct. The Jetmen themselves... In, like, bathing in the coruscating waves of anti-Burdonic energy. I'm not really sure how that works. They're anti-bathing in reverse Burdonic... Yeah, precisely. Coruscations? Um, mm-hmm. So they have actually lost their ability to change, to cross-change into the Jetman. Right. Transformation impossible. Right. Uh, when they went down, we were introduced to a new cast of characters called the Neo-Jetman. And these Neo-Jetmen are soldiers. This was sort of the original idea of the Jetman program, Mm -hmm. of which Ryu is actually the only real example. But the Neo-Jetmen are all soldiers. They've been training. Mm -hmm. And they are immune to this anti-Burdonic wave because they literally have Burdonic reactors, like cyber implanted into their chest. I think it's supposed to be their heart... Man, who knows? Or something. So anyways. So uh, they look awesome. They look like Jetman slash Cyber Ninjas. Yeah, they look real, real cool. They actually look way cooler than the Jetman, which bums me out a little bit. I feel um, like it, every time there's a comparison that comes up, you think people look cooler than the Jetman. I think you just don't like how the Jetman look. Listen, man. I am comfortable with how the Jetman look because it's the Jetman and I love them. But the costume design isn't like amazingly cool. It's not my favorite of the costumes. So, at the end of the last episode, the Jetman, I'm sorry, the Neo-Jetman actually were down because they went out to fight a giant meteor bam in Jet Icarus. The problem is, is that even though these dudes have burdonic reactors strapped to their hearts or something, they don't actually know how to pilot Jet Icarus. Right. So they get out there, they flood the whole thing, Jet Icarus loses an arm. They're all about to die. And so our heroes, the standard Jetmen, Jetmen Classic, yep. uh, they suit up. They get in Jet Garuda to go try to save them. Yeah. And it goes okay for like a minute. But ultimately, they are still susceptible to the anti-Burdonic wave. So we've got a two-hit punch. Like, the Neo-Jetmen don't know how to pilot the giant robots, which they need to. And the old Jetmen classic, they do know how to pilot the giant robots, but are themselves susceptible to anti-Burdonic waves. Right. So at the end of the episode, both Jet Garuda and Jet Icarus are, are down. Right. And that they, can, they can't cross-change, and that is basically where this episode leads off. Right. So we start off, after that brief recap... Um, in the Viram dimension, 
Radigat, Gray, and Maria are all toasting to victory because they are on the cusp of murdering not only the Jetmen that they've grown to hate, but five bonus Jetmen. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, this is going to be amazing. We get to kill these five dudes. You normally have to pay double for that kind of action. Absolutely, you do. So, so they're, uh, so they're doing this. Emperor Tran is not there. Dave, hold on. Say his name. Emperor Tran. Say his name right. Lord Tran? I thought he calls himself Emperor Tran. Emperor Tranza. Emperor Tranza. This was a whole thing, Dave. Uh, That's right. Right, right, right. Sorry, it's in my notes as Emperor Tran. Uh. I was like, no, I'm saying the Emperor part. So Emperor Tranza (laughs) shows up at the battlefield. And so, for some I have no idea why, because he could have just teleported in, in his full regalia. He doesn't. We see him, like, running up the staircase, like the fire escape, outside of the building, in just, like, a leather jacket. It's his cool leather jacket from earlier with mm-hmm. the yin-yang patch. And then he gets on top of the building, and then he snaps his fingers and dons his regalia. As... I think it just wants to remind you that he can do the finger snap trick. Okay, that is pretty like, cool. They've already figured out the animation for it. So, like, let's just go for it. So, he shows up, and we don't see what he's about to do, uh, because we shoot back to Skycam. Right. Now, Chief is there, and she's freaking out, because she's about to lose ten Jetmen and two giant robots. Yeah, this is uh, obviously unacceptable on her part. So, she, against the wishes of, he keeps, they call him the Supreme Commander, which is like, I don't know why, but it's like, it, it weirds me out that he's called the Supreme Commander. But so Supreme Commander is vehemently opposed to what she's about to do because what she does is sends out Tetra Boy. Right. Uh, so Tetra Boy, he like he races over and he's doing his sort of like quickie jumpy hoppy thing. Now in the meantime, by the way, Supreme Commander is so nonchalant about the potential death of these ten jetmen that he sits down at his desk, puts his feet up on his desk. And just, like, takes off his sunglasses and starts, like, working on the smudges. Yeah. And the chief says something. She says, like, how can you be so chill about this? And he says, I really do not care if these dudes die. If they die, we'll just replace them. Which is a weird thing to say. Because it's not like this is a training exercise against a monster that is going to disappear if they die. Right. Like, if they lose, Meteor Bev, that is going to ruin the entire city right. bare minimum. Right. <laughs> right. Like, the fate of Earth is on the line, dude. That's where you live. Right. Like, you also live here. Like, so, all of your stuff is here. So, I don't know why he's so chill, <laughs> except that he's just a bad person. Like, your Laserdisc collection? This was 1991. He could have... Yeah, okay. So, uh, so we shoot back. Tetra Boy starts fighting Meteor Bem. Looks like it's going well. Yeah, at first, he actually, he gets a few shots in, he's like dancing around. He's so fast. He is. He's floating like a butterfly, he's stinging like a bee. Well, he's floating like a butterfly, at least. The stings, as it turns out, uh, are not not very stingy. Sure. Uh, Meteor Ben picks him up and just starts throwing him up and down in the air, but it doesn't really look like it's hurting him. It looks like Tetra Boy is his baby and he's just tossing him up and down in the air <laughs> and playing with him. I mean, eventually he then like well, grabs he, him and throws him into a building. I was going to say, he but... does until he grabs his feet and just starts swinging him around like a hammer throw and then launches him into a building. Uh, Dave, specifically, that is uh, Cesaro's awesome swing. Uh, it, he's the king of swing. 
Oh, I did not. No, no. Uh, Cesaro does a move where he picks up your feet and just spins you around in circles for like a minute. I feel like that's got to be a real hard move to do, but Cesaro is a man mountain. Yeah, dude. Like, so- that dude is real big. Yeah. Like, even in the realm of professional wrestling, like, that is a big man. Also, maybe, I think right now you and I are missing uh, Money in the Bank. Oh, we are. Yeah. We're missing all sorts of stuff right now. Listeners. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah. We love you guys. We hope it's worth it. So, uh... The chief yells into her radio. She says, hang in there. Everything is going to be cool. Jet Garuda stands up. Well, because Ryu, like the rest of them are all passed out. But Ryu manages to wake up, sees that Tetra Boy is in trouble, uh, manages to right Jet Garuda. That's so it's right. standing. He turns Tetra Boy into the Tetra Buster. They fire the Tetra Buster and Meteor Bem explodes. Yes. And then immediately after that, Jet Garuda collapses. Yeah. So uh, the Tetra Buster apparently works, which I really did not expect. Well, you it, know who else did not expect it? Is, well, anybody. Right. I don't, nobody else expected it. And it turns out that there's a reason for that. Right. Which it didn't actually work. Right. We'll get to it later in the episode. Well, we, we kind of see it now. Mm-hmm. Because what we see is Emperor Tran... Sort of we Dave Za Emperor Tranza <laughs> So Emperor Tranza is standing up on top of the building, sort of looking on with satisfaction, and he does something with his little like Nintendo power gauntlet. Uh-huh. And he looks down into the alley, and the meteor that formed the core of Meteor Bem is still there. Right. So we don't know exactly what he did, but Emperor Tranza has set this up. Right. And he does another little, like, beepity boop on his power glove. And uh, the meteor, like, pops inside the boot of Jet Garuda. Like, it just, like, I think it's jump- Jet Icarus, but yeah. Whichever one it is. Like, it jumps inside, like, one of the, like, jet engines on its boot. Yeah. So now there is a, there is, like, a seed of destruction waiting to be sown. So we're back at Sky Camp. We, we leave there. We go back to Sky Camp. And the Supreme Commander is like laying into the Neo Jetmen. Oh, he has them. Dave, I'm sorry. Real quick. No, no, no. Please. Before we do this, we get a scene in the Virum Dimension. Oh, you know, I forgot to put that down. But yeah, And Radigan totally is right. furious because like he recognizes that like there's no way Meteor Bem should have been beaten that easily. Right. He's like, he knows that something is up. But right. he doesn't know what. Right. Like, something weird has happened. He's unsure. But he knows that, like, there's some hinkiness happening right here. So, I'm sorry. You are right. And then we go back to Sky Camp. And the Neo Jetmen are standing in a line. Yes. And the Supreme Commander <laughs> is just walking down the line. And one by one, just hauling off and slapping them in the face. Uh, and he's furious. And what he's yelling at them about is he says, You had to be saved by civilians? Forgetting, I think, that the Jetmen, like, were civilians? Right, like, 41 episodes ago. But, like, they've... It's been a minute, dude. Like, they've been fighting a lot of monsters. Like, there's a real steep learning curve on that. Like, you go from civilian to monster fighter, or die. Like, there's your options. Like, you either go from... To monster fighter, or you die. Like, in pretty short order, I think. So I feel like he's not giving the Jetmen enough credit. But he is, uh, yeah, he just does one. It would have been better somehow if he had gotten, like, one giant slap. Well, he actually stopped before the last one because the Neo Jetmen also have a woman on their team. Oh, he, does, he doesn't so he hit her. And so he slaps all right. four of the men and then just starts fuming and, like, stomping his feet instead of hitting the woman. Which I'm going to say, 
Supreme Commander is a terrible, terrible person. Like, the worst guy. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Jetman, the TV for show, no- <laughs> for just not doing that. Just, yeah, let's not have that moment that we have to consider. So, they're standing around, sort of like waiting and thinking, like kind of fuming and being disappointed and blah, blah, blah. And there's a computer readout. And one of the Neo Jetmen grabs it and he says, oh... It looks like the Jetmen will be able to regain their power to transform. Like, they don't have it now because of these anti-Brodonic waves, but they will be able to, like, convalesce, basically. And, like, they'll be cool. So we shoot over to a different part of Sky Camp, and the Jetmen are doing exactly that. Like, they're just convalescing. They're kind of in beds and, like, chilling out, and the chief is there. Some of them have bandages on. Right. You know, whatever. And the whole, you know, they're just like, man, like, I can't believe we lost. Like, but thank goodness, like, Meteor Ben went down, and now we can get back to to being Jetmen. Hooray. Right. Supreme Commander walks in and says, nah, buddy. Nah. You you guys are out. You're not going back to being Jetmen. You went against my direct orders by going out there. Um, And so you're fired. Like, basically, you're fired, goodbye, see you never. And also, just so we're clear on this, I'm firing you, but also, it is impossible for you to get your powers back. Yeah. So, like, even if you wanted to stick around, you're of no use to us. So, which we obviously know, dramatic irony is a lie. So we know that the Jetman can, in fact, get their powers back. So, I think somebody asks him, it's either Chief or Ryu, and I don't remember which one. They say, like, don't you care about everything that the Jetmen have done for the city? And don't you, you know, like, wouldn't you want us to have all working together? And the commander literally says, I don't care about my men or the city. Like, I don't care about any of this. Which really makes one ask the question, like, why are you involved? Right. It seems like this has to be a volunteer assignment. Well, we'll find that in a second. So... We'll find out kind of in a second at least. Yeah, okay, that's true. So he leaves, and the chief chases after him. And, like, finds him outside on some catwalk that apparently exists that we've never seen before. Hey, listen, Sky Camp is a big place. It's a big place. Uh, And catches up to him and says, Hey, Supreme Commander, don't punish my men because you have a personal issue with me. Yeah. Because, and now we're like, oh, I guess these two knew each other, which we had kind of known before. Yeah, I was going to say, they sort of allude to it before, but it never comes out exactly. And now we find out exactly what their relationship has been. Right. It turns out that the Supreme Commander had been angling for the original headship of the Jetman program. Right. And he gets passed over. In favor of the chief. Right. And apparently the Supreme Commander outranked the chief. But whoever, like, handed out that assignment decided that chief was better for it. Which, of course, she is. I was going to say, that person was 100% right. right. Because the Supreme Commander sucks and the chief rules. Yeah. And so he says, I'm now in charge. So he's managed to, like, politic his way into this somehow. Right. He says, I'm in charge now and I'm not going to let you leave. I will make you stay for just so that you can be my subordinate. Right. Like, I, I just want to humiliate you. So that I can be in charge of you. Um, so, yeah, he's a terrible person. This now, dude is awful. Something happens in the background of the scene, which is that the leader of the Neo Jetman, um, who I'm just going to call Geki. Sure. Uh, that's not his name, but this actor will play Prince Geki in Zhu Ranger. 
the yeah, following whatever. year. His name is Gecky. And Who so, cares? like, that dude's Gecky. Sorry, they don't guys. Give him, they don't give him a name, so call him Gecky. Uh, so, Gecky manages to overhear this. He just happens to be walking past. Right. So, keep that in your pocket. Yeah, so he has heard this whole thing, and he also knows, of course, that the Jetmen can get their powers back. So he's right. got, like, he's the key. He's the linchpin to this whole thing. He's the dude that has all the information. So we go to the Viram dimension. Right. And Tran is laying the rest of the commanders out. Tranza. Tranza. Dude, okay, listen. Yes. <laughs> Emperor Tranza. Emperor Tranza is laying, but not like... He's not like, how dare you, you failed. He's mocking them. He's oh, like, yeah. He's making fun of them. He's like, is this the best monster you can make? You guys are terrible. Uh, and that's basically it. And then we just go back to Sky. Oh, uh, wait. No, at some point, I wrote this down. He says, you guys are nothing more than bad comedians. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, that's a rough one. That's harsh, man. Because then, it, like, not only are they comedians, but, like, they're not right. even good like, comedians. Like, you're clearly not serious about this. And also... You're just like, bad at the right. thing that it seems like you should be doing. That's a double cut. Uh, so we go back to the Sky Camp Garage. Right. And what we see is the meteor rolls out of this jet... And so just sort of like it, rolling around. It yeah. bounces away and like jumps into an air duct. Right. We go to the front of Sky Camp, where literally the Jetmen are being escorted out by security, which in right. this case is the Neo Jetmen. At gunpoint. Yes. The Neo Jetmen have drawn their Neo Bird Blasters and <laughs> are just forcing the Jetmen out at gunpoint, which seems really extreme. Like, I do not feel like it had to go there. Right. Now, Geki is, isn't there. It's the oh, other four. Right. Yeah, that is important to know. And as they're being forced out, basically the Jetmen are saying, like, what is wrong with you people? Like, we saved your lives like an hour ago. Right. Like, come, come on, man. Like, but we're these, all... Right. But these four have been drinking the Supreme Commander's Kool-Aid, and yeah. they think that they are the best, and that these that the old school Jetmen are terrible. So they're just like, dude, whatever. Like, get out of here. You're done. Well, okay. One of the Neo Jetmen, and I wasn't paying attention, but one of them does apologize. It's Geki. Okay, it is. So, so after Geki this, is there. Yeah. Well, well he no, no. shows up. As, As the other Neo Jetmen are heading back right, to the building. They're heading back. Gecky shows up and says, listen, you guys saved our lives. I'm super grateful for that. Like, you guys are great. Right. This is not what you deserve. Right. I personally am really sorry that yeah. this is how this is playing out. The Supreme Commander, like, he kind of gives it to him on the low. He's like, the Supreme Commander is kind of a jerk. Like, nobody really likes him. Right. And then Ryu is like, listen, dude. I get like, it. I get it. Fight well. Like, Do your best. Yeah. For everyone. For everyone. Like, we can't do it, so you have to do it for us. And then... Uh, and so they, they shake leave. hands. They shake hands, which is awesome. So they're all leaving. Guy turns around, drops a little, and he says, like, make sure you guys aren't replaced, too. And then he spins around and comes back. So we go back from there into the interior of Sky Camp, where Meteor Bem is rolling around. Yep. And then he does, like, a glowy transformation thing, and he just reconstitutes into right. full-on... Me- well, it's a meteor is rolling around. Meteor right. Bim isn't rolling around. Listen, Bim, Bim is on the way. Right. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, that movie. Guys, uh, last night we watched the riff tracks of the movie The Apple. Holy crap. Uh, we do not have time to get into it right now. No, we do not. Um, and even if we did, that, none of it would make sense. That's too meta, man. Like, doing a commentary post on a riff tracks of a different movie, that's too many layers. Too many layers. Too uh, it, I will say, though, that in that movie, 
Uh, there is a recurring word, which is BIM, which is an acronym for something. Uh, Boogaloo International Music, I think. Yeah, it's a... And so we watched that last night, and when I was re-watching this episode today, every time they said Meteor Bam, I just thought of this terrible, terrible movie. (laughs) So, Meteor, the Meteor itself, reconstitutes into Meteor Bam, and just starts wrecking the base. Right. Like, he's not even attacking anyone, he's just causing general mayhem. Okay? Right. So, he's doing that. The chief and the supreme commander are in the control room, and they see this on the monitors. So, the chief calls for the jetmen, naturally. Right. But the supreme commander says, no, the jetmen aren't here. I kicked those dudes out. They're gone. The alarm is going off. Meteor Bem is attacking, again, just kind of like hacking his way through the base writ large. Yeah, and and the neo-jetmen are like gathering their forces to try to repel him. Right. Now we cut away to a bridge, is that correct? Or am I jumping ahead? You are jumping ahead a little bit. We actually run to the Virum dimension. Aha, yes we do. So we pop over to the Virum dimension. Tran, he's alone now. No, he's not alone. That's right, he's not alone. He realizes somehow that things are getting rolling with Meteor Bam. He pulls it up on the telescreen and Radigat says... What is happening? Like, what's going on? How is Meteor Bem still here? And Emperor Transa says, Oh, yeah, remember how I was making fun of you guys before? It's because you're big dumb jerks. I was the one who destroyed Meteor Bem's body casing before, but I preserved the meteor because you're so stupid. Right, so basically, what happened was right before Tetra Boy, like, got turned into the Tetra Buster to destroy Meteor Bem, like, Transa was able to extract its meteor heart. Uh-huh. So the body that was destroyed did get destroyed by the Tetra Buster, but, like, it, there was kind of nothing to it. It was just right. this husk. And so he says, you had the opportunity, Emperor Transa does, he says, you had the opportunity to do something brilliant, because this is a great monster, but you just did the same old thing, man. Right. You have no ability to conceptualize biodimensional beasts' destruction... The destruction of bi-dimensional beasts wreak? Whatever. Yeah, you get it, man. You, you gotta, suck. You gotta think outside the box. And he says, that na- now that Meteor Bam has a decent mission, like, it's really gonna shine. So just so, check this out. So now you're gonna see. So you go back to Sky Camp. Uh, it's Meteor Bam fighting the Neo Jetmen. The Neo Jetmen are doing very poorly. Yeah, like, they're trying to barricade the hallways, and it's, like, just busting through everything. Yeah, because you may recall from last episode... It seemed at first that the Neo-Jetmen were going to be super, super effective. And they are more effective than the jet, classic Jetmen. Right. Because they are not susceptible to these anti-Bridonic waves. But what really throws Meteor Bem for a loop is getting knocked back into this lake and cooling off super quickly. Right. There's no lake here. So what they had been doing isn't... Isn't working. Right. So they're putting up more of a fight than Jetman Classic would, but even they are not doing too terribly well. Now this, I don't know why I jumped so far ahead earlier. This is when we cut to a bridge. Yes. And the original Jetman are just chilling underneath this bridge, being bummed, and just like hanging out and sulking. All right. 23 to 22, Cavaliers versus Warriors. Dave. 
don't listen. Here's the deal. Mark, just show me the thing. I got excited. If, but if we, if they do not win this game, then we have just created an artifact of sadness. Uh, listen, dude, we live in Cleveland. Um, so there's anyway. a bridge. There's this bridge. So we're cutting, <laughs> we're cutting to underneath this bridge. And they are just sulking. And they're saying, like, man, like, not only can we not do anything, like, we can't even get a hold of the chief. Yeah, we have no, we're completely cut off, we don't have our powers, right. whatever. And then Akko's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And she pulls out of her pocket, she has stolen a communicator. Right. And so she says, we can, we can at least get a hold of the chief. Right. I don't know what she plans to do with this, <laughs> but it is, it is very fortuitous because they open up the, the communicator and they hear, like, the distress signal happening. Right, engine room 22 is under attack. I am very curious as to who is saying that, because I don't think it's the chief. And as far as I can tell, Sky Camp does not have any other staff. We've literally <laughs> never seen anybody at Sky Camp aside from the chief and the jetman. And of course, like now the Neo Jetman and the Commander. So, so So they realize that there's danger back at Sky Camp, and they all look at each other, and uh Akko, Kauri, Ryu, and Raita. All start to run off. And Guy, like, he stands there for a second, like, looking around. Just like... Like, like man, oh, these guys! Like, I do not want to go help these stupid idiots. And but then, then like, like... But, listen... Like, uh, he turns I mean, around and he follows up. Listen, episode two Guy would have gotten on his motorbike and, like, driven to the bar. But this is episode this 41 is yeah. Guy. And so, of course, he's going to do the right thing. So... We go back to Sky Camp, and this, for me, is maybe the weirdest single moment of the entire episode. Because we go back to the main command center, and it's the chief and the supreme commander. And the chief is saying, dude, Meteor Bam is coming here. Like, to the control room. He's coming to the control room. They don't actually ever say why he's coming to the control room, but he is coming to the control room. And then the chief says, if he gets here, there's not much we're going to be able to do. And then she reaches into a drawer and she hands the Supreme Commander a bird blaster. No, it's not a bird blaster. It's just a gun. It, no, it's, it is the, um, it's the stepped up bird blaster. Oh, I can never remember it's what the, that thing's called. The, the, the beak smasher? That's right. She, hands she just has two spare beak smashers in her desk drawer at all times, which so, is amazing. So she hands him a beak smasher, and I am sure that the intention of this was, well, if Meteor Bem gets here, you should probably be armed. But the way that she said it, and the air <laughs> of finality with which she hands him the beak smasher, seems to just be like, well, if Meteor Bem gets here... It's better to go out on your own, like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a way for the Supreme Commander to kill himself rather than be killed by Meteor Bell. Like, I'm sure that's not what it's supposed to be, but I was like, it, t- it legit took me a second. <laughs> where I thought, is the Chief just telling the Supreme Commander that he should probably just kill himself if Meteor Bem shows up? Because that doesn't seem okay for a kid's show, <laughs> even in Japan. So, Supreme Commander, like, totally brushes her off. I don't even think he accepts the uh, Beak Smasher from her. Like, he just yeah, walks he past. And she's like, dude, we got troubles. We got troubles right here in Skycam City. Yeah, this is not, like, this is not okay. <laughs> and I feel like this is the point where Supreme Commander starts to crack. Yeah. Because he's like, no, man, I'm not giving this place up. 
Like, we're going to win. I've got a great idea. Why don't we call Ryu and those other guys? And the chief says, why would they even? But as soon as like, she says how that, do of you, course. Like, what about this seems like a good idea to you? Right. However, even before he says that, Ryu and that other Jetman are actually already on the scene. So, right. we hop down and the Neo Jetmen are barricading a door hallway thing. Meteor Bam is coming. The chief actually busts in with them. Like, she leaves the command center to mm-hmm. try and go help fight Meteor Bam. Yeah. She uses the Beak Smasher. It doesn't actually do anything. But, but it is awesome because, like, all of the Neo Jetmen are cowering. And Chief just rolls up. He's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. That, this is not how we do things around uh, Sky Camp. And so she gives it a shot. doesn't do anything. Right. And then she turns around to the Neo Jetmen. He's like, listen, uh, we got to go right now. Like, yes. we need to retreat. So, yeah. However, Supreme Commander is not having it. Right. Because the Neo Jetmen are like, no, no, no. Um, this base is very important strategically, and we have to stay here, and we have to control the base. And Chief just says, like, no, we can rebuild this base. Like, we cannot give you your lives back if this thing murders you, which it will surely do. So, let's run. They start to go towards the exit, and and all of the doors close. Yes, and what we find out is that the Supreme Commander has locked them in. And he just comes over the PA, and he says, defend the base with your lives. Like, that's his whole plan. His plan is to just lock them in a room to die. Um, so the Jetman Classic arrive, and right as they pop through their door, the door closes behind them. Right. And they just, they like, obviously they can't transform. They do not hesitate. And this is one of those amazing moments that I always love when a depowered hero goes to fight anyway. Not because he thinks he could win, but because the heroic thing to do is to do your best anyway. Right. Uh, and that's what they do. They just unpowered run at this thing. And like, listen, they kick it in the face once or right. twice. Right, like, they just get tossed around. Like, this is not going anywhere. But the Neo Jetmen are inspired by the heroics of Jetmen Classic. And so they attack. And Meteor Bam, even though he's not like too distressed by these attacks, does have his mission. He's trying to get to the command center. He's like, I don't know, I have time to deal with this. He just busts through a door and starts walking, like Terminator walking towards the command center. Right. So... The Neo-Jetmen turn and they say, dude, to the Jetmen, sorry. They turn to the Jetmen and they say, listen, we have got to get you guys your powers back. You're the true Jetmen. Yeah. And, and they, they say, like, wait, but you, like, they said that we couldn't get our powers back. And they say, yeah, if the Supreme Commander told you that, he's lying. But you do require one million volts of Burdonic energy. <laughs> so many volts, Dave. One million volts. Of Burdonic energy to regain your powers. And they say, well, how are we possibly going to do that? Right. Where are we going to find all this Burdonic energy? And the Neo-Jetmen say, listen, we will use, we'll like burn out our heart reactors. It's not their hearts because they don't die. Right. But they say, we will like burn out our reactors, I guess. Yeah. And like. To supercharge you guys. And then the Jetman Classics say, but you guys will then lose your powers. And the Neo-Jetmen say, no, it's cool. Like, yes, we will. But, like, like, you guys are the real Jetmen. Right. All we cared about was power. We forgot about, like, humanity and kindness and friendship. Peace and humanity. Peace and humanity. Thank you. the two things that they forgot about. 
And so they they do that. The Jetman Classic kind of put their... This is apparently how you transfer protonic energy. One million just, volts of it. One billion volts of it is you literally just touch a reactor. Yeah. So I think it's really good that no one has touched those reactors. Because I feel like we would have gotten some real like crispy people. So the Jetman Classic are... Impo- we can just go back to calling them the Jetman. Because the right. Neo Jetman are effectively no now more. Now there's just five dudes. Right. So we go to the command center... And the commander is just throwing chairs at yeah, Major Bell. He's just running around. I think his hat is gone now. Yeah. He's so upset. <laughs> he's, just, he's like throwing like a giant baby man tantrum. And he's hurling <laughs> chairs at Meteor Bell. They're just bouncing off. The Jetmen arrive. Um, this is incredible. This is maybe the single most egregious example of teleport punching that we've seen yet. But it also might be my favorite. Because we are... In the command center. Which is like the center which, of... Right. right. It's in like the very middle. And <laughs> the men show up and they kick Meteor Bem and it cuts away and then Meteor Bem just lands outside. And this... And I do love this because I feel like they just got supercharged with one million volts of Verdonic energy and like... Ryu just kicked that guy in the chest so hard that oh, he flew, so you're... that he just flew through the entire building and now he's outside. Uh okay, yeah, that's actually pretty rad. So they start fighting the anti-Bradonic beam that he hits them with is useless. They just kind of shrug it off. It's great. And they just say, like, we are now like supercharged with Bradonic energy. There's no way you can stop us. So they fight. While they're fighting Meteor Bem, the Chief is feverishly working to fix the giant robots. They use the Smash Bomber on Meteor Bem. He blows up. Then he goes giant. And then Chief back at Sky Camp, she's like punching in the last few things that'll finish repairing uh, Jet Icarus and Jet Garuda. And the look on her face, it's just like this maniac grin. She is so happy yeah. that the classic Jetman <laughs> are like back in their proper place and they're about to get in a giant robot and they're about to punch this thing so hard that it explodes into a bajillion pieces. Like this is the best part of her life. So that is exactly what they do. They pull out a new weapon. The Icarus Axe, yes. which I'm pretty sure we have not seen before. And for a moment, I thought, why are they not using the um, Bradonic Saber? Saber? It's broken. Bradonic Saber broke last episode. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to build a new one yet. So they use the Icarus Axe. Then they do the Great Scramble. So they combine with Jet Garuda. They form, what's it called? Great, Great Icarus? Great Icarus, yeah. Great Icarus. They use the Bird Mazer, which is just like the energy beam blasty thing. And Meteor Bem goes down. Radigat is so mad. So, so mad. He is about actually to attack... Sorry, we're in the viral dimension again. No, because we cut back and Tranza... Tranza is walking around like, you stupid idiots. I tried to do something good with your dumb monster, but you couldn't even make a good monster. And this is your fault because your stupid monster is terrible. And Radigat has just had it up to here. Yeah, and he is about to straight attack him. And Gray sort of looks over and says... Just kind of shakes his head. He says, nah, man. He, he doesn't say this out loud, but he says it with his body. He says, nah, man, it's not the time. It's not the time. Let that anger ripen. Let it, let it get so juicy. Right. Let and it then, marinate uh, for a little bit. Yeah. So we go back to Sky Camp from yes. there. We find out that the Supreme Commander will never work again. Right. He and has been fired. I don't know if he's fired. I think that he oh, might have like... crazy now? I think he might have just gone mad. Because what they say is... 
he will recover, but he is never able to work again. And I think that just, like, something about this day has so overwhelmed the Supreme Commander that he is just unfit to work ever again in his life. So, so the, uh, the chief officially reinstates the Jetman. She's got her job back. She uses that authority to, again, officially reinstate the Jetman. And that is it. There is a, there's a brief, wonderful moment as she's reinstating the Jetman when everyone but Guy is immediately oh, like, right. like, yes, of course we'll rejoin the Jetman. And Guy just sort of stands there. And like everyone, including Guy, knows that he is about to say, yeah, of course I'll join. But I feel like at this point, he has like quit or tried to quit or refused the call to action so many times that like when it presents itself now he's like well I need to at least give it a second before I say yes <laughs> um and I am realizing we've only got what nine episodes of this left uh nine or ten yeah dang man we're closing we in are, on we that. are we are closing in on the end I actually feel like it should be weirder mm-hmm by now if I maybe just die ranger because by the time we got to this point, yeah, Dyranger... Yeah, remember, Dyranger got weird not in the last ten episodes. Dyranger got weird in the last, like, three episodes. Ye- well, it got super weird Okay, yeah. in the last three episodes. Listen, like, in episode 41, we were not discovering that Zydos' head was a volcano. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's, that's a fair <laughs> thing to remember. I guess, spoiler for Dyranger, if you're listening to this stuff out of order. Dude, I still have no idea what was going on with the end of Dyranger. Go back and listen to our recap episode, because I don't remember what was going on with it, but I remember that in the moment, we thought we knew what was going on with it, and we might have made some very good points. We may have. That may also have been some real powerful hubris, man. I don't know. But anyway, that, that so is that, the end of this episode. Yes. Um, so, Dave, what is your high point of the week? Oh, man. I think my high point of the week is when the chief hands Supreme Commander a Beak Smasher. Be- again, because even, even though she probably is like, you'll need to defend this the base, in my head, the chief is just being like a stone-cold military commander. It's like, right. if Meteor Bem comes... You know what to do. Right. Commit suicide with this toy laser pistol. <laughs> How about you, Ed? You got a high point for this uh, My high point is the whole scene where... Is that it's right after that. Where she busts in on the cowering Neo Jetman. Dude, and just like st- is so good. And just like stands up to Meteor Bem by herself. And then the unpowered Jetman roll up and like, I guess I'm just going to punch you. And like, of course it didn't work. But like, that's not the point. That's right. not what no, makes yeah, that scene great. Like, that doesn't matter. It was incredible. Uh, so, do you have a low point this week? Nah, I'm not even going to pretend like I got a low point. This thing is pure gold. Uh, my low point is that it is really hot in this room in which you're, we are recording. So hot. I'm really... I'm going to take a shower or something after this. And, you know and what? then I'm going to dry off so right. <laughs> <laughs> we could have had a fan on this whole time, listener. We didn't want the microphone to pick it up. You're welcome. Uh, so that's it for us. Yeah? Yes, that is going to do it for another episode of the Jetman with the Golden Gun. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you, you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com if you want to get any updates on future episodes, or if you want to check out what we're mentioning on Twitter, we are at Bros. If you like the show, and gosh, I hope you do, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's what's going to help new people find the show. The Retrograde Orbit. Radio produces the Super Sentai Brothers. <laughs> Mark, thank you for doing that, and thank you for sitting in this week. 
Uh, once again, we're the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. We'll see you next week. One take! <laughs> Woo!